This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So I'm going to be talking about China. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to be talking about China culture, but not really, because everything that I do is a little bit of a Trojan horse. Um, But over the next two podcasts, I'm going to be looking at Chinese culture in quite a unique way. So... This year, I had a woman on my show during a Tech Tuesday named Becky Wong. She came on to talk about her tech company. And after the show, I ended up talking with her and Sinclair Skinner, who was on the show as well, who's on to talk about his company, uh, ILoveBlackPeople.com, and he's also into the Bitcoin space. But we had a, a conversation that was cultural, powerful. We did it on YouTube. I'll actually supply the link here in the description of this podcast so you can check out that conversation. It was impromptu. I didn't expect it. But I said something incredibly ignorant during the conversation I had with Becky Wong. And and I realize now, you know, as I'm thinking back, that this is my reckoning. So I have to have this conversation today. But I said to her, um, you know, I read Malcolm Gladwell and it talks about in The Outliers why Chinese people are really good at math. And it's really process and repetition and determination and diligence. And it's not because their brain is just so much better uh, than anyone else's. And also language, because Chinese numbers are just easier to remember, remembering numbers in sequence. We, our brain only has X amount of characters of a capacity to remember numbers. And because the Chinese and the Chinese language, instead of 11, it's, it's 110, which makes sense, or 10-1, which makes more sense. 10-1 is 11 instead of 11, which makes no sense to the brain. Um, they're able to memorize a lot more numbers, which makes them better at math. But that's over here. That's not what the conversation was about. But I had the audacity to say to Becky Wong that while Chinese people are diligent, and they're this, they're that, they're not very creative. I said that. So ignorant. I said, they're not creative. Uh, there's no Chinese Basquiat. There's no Chinese TV Wonder. I went down this whole, you know, there's no Chinese Beyonce, I told her, you know, like, because that comes out of a pain, you know, Big Mama Thornton and blues and, you know, working in the fields, picking cotton, 400 years of enslavement, ships, you know, holds of ships and the transatlantic slave, all of that's in our DNA and it comes out in, in our art, you know, and I talk about the evolution that I read about and the half has never been told. And as I'm, you know, railing passionately, she She's looking at me like I'm crazy, but she's being respectful, you know, and I know in her mind, you know, she was stumped to find a Chinese Beyonce, but she's American. And part of being here in this culture also is you're indoctrinated into this white supremacy, just like we are. Lurie often says she's a recovering white supremacist. Shout out to Afro State of Mind. Um, And I get it. We all are, if we're being honest. And in that moment, I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me basically trashing a billion plus people and saying that they don't have any creativity at the level of. And if you think about even what I was saying, and and I'm going to defend myself in a second, but it's basically saying that we're better than you are which is the, the, the foundation of, of a supremacist mentality, right? Now, the defense comes 400 years of decimation of a people, both uh, physically and in character. You know, the, the, the reasoning behind enslaving black folk 
was because we were we were not worthy of being human. We we weren't human beings. As a matter of fact, they had zoos with us in them. You know, they would they would come and colonize. And if we were strong people, we couldn't have been dominated like that. One would argue, and we didn't have Jesus, and we didn't have God, and all these other things, which were lies, by the way. So let me just say that um, the first Christian ever was an Ethiopian. Boom, let me put that out there. But the reality is, and Jesus was, was taught by the Egyptians, boom, let me put that out there. But the, but the very notion that black people were enslaved because we weren't human for 400 years, for me, I feel like my job is to, to, to tell the truth about us. And in many ways, in telling the truth, I'm going to swing the pendulum way over here and tell you why we're superior. Not only are we not inferior, we're superior, we're superhuman. Now, I may really believe that because every day I get up, I have to believe that I'm special. But the truth is every single person listening to my voice is special because you were born. You were born. So therefore, you were put on this earth to do something. So we're going to talk more about that in a second. But I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by TakeCareOf.com. It's actually the company is CareOf. CareOf. TakeCareOf.com. Now, what is that? Well, it is a company that is, allows you to curate your health. So you take a test, which I did for five minutes, probably takes about five minutes. And what you do is you go and answer some questions about your health goals, where you are right now health-wise, the things that you need to work on. Are you sluggish? Are you struggling with your heart health? Things like that. And at the end of the test, Care of will give you uh, a protocol, you know, a list of uh, vitamins and proteins and things like that that you need to take to, to get your optimum health. So you get to curate your own vitamin regimen. And it's really cool. I will say, though, you should um, do something that I didn't do because I didn't realize. But some of the products have soy. Some of them have gluten. So you have to say, you know, I don't want any soy. I don't want any gluten. I don't want any sugar in any of my products. Um, and that's important. All right. So here's the other thing uh, about care of. Uh, at the end, you know, you can work on many different things. Give yourself support this season with a boost. Whether you're looking for energy, better sleep to maintain stress or something else to help you feel better and you're healthiest, Go to TakeCareOf.com, use my code Karen30, and what you get, 30% off your first order. 30% off your first order at TakeCareOf.com. Enter Karen30. It's a really powerful way to get your life. All right. Now, let me get back to Becky Wong. And so, so she sent me an email. She must have thought about it. Um, like, cause I was like, come on, Becky Wong, give me a Chinese version of Beyonce, Stevie Wonder. And she couldn't come up with it. Cause I guess, you know, it was in the plan, but she, she sent me an article because you know, my ignorant ass, uh, she, she couldn't let that sit, but she says, brother Sinclair and sister Karen, uh, and she writes it to both me and Sinclair Skinner. How's everyone's 10,000 year plan coming along? We're going to talk about more, uh, uh, talk about that more tomorrow. We're going to talk more about that in the next podcast. So stay tuned for that. Further to our discussion of superstar creatives, this article makes a case that what we respond to creatively and otherwise is absolutely contextual. Maybe there's no Chinese Beyonce because she doesn't speak English. And then she gives me the link, which I went ahead and read the story, of course, and uh, got my feelings hurt because I'm like stupid. <laughs> and the story, which I'm going to provide in the description of this podcast, I'm going to provide the link so you can read it for yourself, basically talks about why... I don't know of a Chinese Beyonce, and it's not because there isn't one. It's because she doesn't speak English. And so among a billion people, there has to be somebody that's equivalent or even better than a Beyonce or Stevie Wonder. Now, I don't actually believe that, but I'm going to put it out there. Perhaps. I'm open to it, right? 
I'm open to it. But but what this article talks about are influencers here in America, Western influencers like the Hadids, who are supermodels and anything they do. Remember the fire uh, fire festival? You know, I think one of the Hadids um, showed up early or came in and said that they were going to go, and everybody flocked to that fraud of a thing. But, you know, I'm not blaming them for that, but their influence is that powerful. And then they mentioned the Kardashians, which, of course, one Kardashian said something about Snapchat, and Snapchat went almost belly up as a result of that in Rihanna. So you, you see the power of influencers. One says, go buy my makeup, even though her whole entire face is a, you know, plastic surgeon's creation, and everyone goes to buy the makeup to look like the person that spent all that money on plastic surgery, and she's now almost a billionaire, Kardashian, a Jenner. So they're really powerful here. They say do something, people do it. But not in China. No. In October, uh, last October actually, Kim Kardashian joined something called Little Red Book, which is a Chinese content and shopping platform. It has more than 100 million registered users. And the site is extremely powerful. On the site, they direct consumers straight to the shopping pages. 100 million people, and they follow. Well, Kim Kardashian signed up to, to be an influence on there, and guess what happened? Kim Kardashian on Instagram has 14.4 million followers. Kim Kardashian on Little Red Book, after almost a year and change, 171,000 people. Excuse me, let me correct myself. Kim Kardashian has 135 million followers on Instagram. 135 million followers on Instagram. On that site, Kim Kardashian on the Little Red Book, 171,000. Now, there's a brand ambassador for Dior who's from Hong Kong. She's a Hong Kong actress. She's Chinese. She has 14.4 million followers on the Little Red Book. She eclipses Kim Kardashian. There's a supermodel, American supermodel, named Carly Kloss, who joined Little Red Book to promote her campaign for Estee Lauder. But she has barely made a dent. Like, they're not even beat at all. They don't care. In America, on Instagram, she has 8 million. For the record, Instagram is not in China. Chinese people have no access to Instagram. So guess what? Chinese people don't know these folk. She has 8 million. Way less than Kim Kardashian, who has 135 million on Instagram. But on this Chinese red book, the little red book, 394,000 followers. That's it. And she's doing an active campaign. Way more. She's doing better than Kim Kardashian, but nowhere near as well as Angela Baby, who I've never heard of. Have you heard of her? I've never heard of her. The point is, just because I've never heard of her doesn't mean that she's not amazing and doing the most. And that's the point, right? Too many of us naval, naval gays, this is, this is the message for today. Two things. First of all, let's stop being ignorant. I'm raising my hand. Um, there's actually three things. Number one, let's stop being ignorant. But in that, right, the reason why we're ignorant is because in our comfort bubbles, we're the greatest. And so who wants to burst that bubble? Who wants to burst the bubble and, and contemplate that somebody else might be greater? No one. So people are in these comfort bubbles because they provide comfort. They provide you with a false sense of security. They provide you with a false sense of self. But the reality is by denying other people's greatness, you actually are diminishing your own. And so that's the larger message. It, it hurts you not to acknowledge that other people are doing great things, that other people may be doing greater things. You're doing as long as you're doing your thing. But the problem is while you are not doing your thing, it's a lot easier for you to diminish everyone else's thing because in that world, you're still great with your mediocre self. So the challenge is to not be mediocre, is to find your thing and master it. Find your thing and work on it. Find your thing and be happy in it and don't worry about what other people are doing, number one. But also placing value on other people's greatness 
doesn't take away from yours. We all have our thing. But I want to praise the Chinese today. I want to praise this, this the, Becky Wong for challenging me because what she allowed me to see, an, another thing was that Chinese people value themselves because they know themselves, because they have a plan for themselves. They value their, their dollars and they value their community to the point that no outsider can come in and take over. Hello, global majority. How many of us in our communities have outsiders in our community? And by outsiders, I mean people not from our community with stores, with shops that we willfully hand our dollars over to every single day. Ownership in our community. How many of us have that in our neighborhoods? Raise your hand. Every hand should be up, just about, unless you've created the next Black Wall Street. And that's what the Chinese people have done, basically, because they didn't have to do Black Wall Street because they, they know they have history. They can do this, right? So a Kim Kardashian can't come to China and be the most. She, can't, she cannot sway those folk. They don't even know who she is, half of them. 100 million people, you only have like 171,000 followers? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. But it's not when you understand that these people value themselves. So Angela, baby, is one of theirs. And if she's telling them to do something, they trust and believe in her because she's from their community. The second large message in this is you can't come into somebody else's community and disrespect their culture. So again, how many people have come into our neighborhoods with businesses that disrespect our culture? I go back to this Korean shop, this corner store in Korea in Los Angeles around the time that uh, Rodney King was beaten. And this young girl went in and I think the woman was nasty to the little girl. So she threw the money or something at the woman and the woman shot her in the back of the head. And I, and I think about this story because I, I've been in many of these Korean um, or Asian uh, hair supply places because that's all that's in my community. If I want to buy hair products until quite recently, shout out to Miss Jessie's and others, uh, you know, Shea Moisture and others. But, you know, there, you know, 10, 20 years ago, that was all that was in my community. So I would and, and they would put the money on the on the counter like they didn't even want to touch me. And I'm like, how are you in my community and you don't want to touch me? You don't want to say hello. You're not speaking to me nicely. And I'm handing you my money. And the last time that happened to me was the last time that happened to me. And that was about 15 years ago because I refused to spend money in a place in my own community, in my own neighborhood that doesn't respect us. So that's the other message. No matter what community you come from. You can't just come into somebody's community without an understanding of that community and, and a respect for that community. So, so for Kim Kardashian and others to come into this little red book without any Chinese knowledge or culture or even trying, when I go into a Chinese restaurant, I say, ni hao ma, ni hao ma, xie xie, xie xie ni, when they give me my stuff, bukachi, you know? And these are just three words that I learned because I, you know, to say hello, thank you, and you're welcome are things that we should should know in any language because it's just courteous, but their faces light up because I made the effort as a black woman to make a connection and I'm not pandering. I'm telling you thank you and, and, and you know, hello in your language because I respect and value your culture. I'm eating your food. I'm not gonna come in and be an ugly American even though you're in my, my, in my country. And I think that that doesn't take anything away from us. But I think if we wanna do commerce, especially if we spend our dollars, we should only spend our dollars with people who respect us. If you see somebody shot in the back by police and, and you're not from our culture and you're not out there in them streets with us crying bloody murder, you know, saying that this is wrong, then you're not down with us. And therefore, you shouldn't have benefit of our culture, our commerce, our, 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 anything that comes from us. 
So I feel very strongly about this, and I want to, again, applaud the Chinese because they seem to have figured that out, and we're going to figure it out too because I'm going to keep on this. So the next podcast, we're going to talk about planning and how we get there. So stay tuned. I appreciate you being here. Share this with everybody that you know that's ignorant as I am. <laughs> share it. Share it wide. Let's, let's get people out of their comfort bubbles, and let's start you know, working together. And the, and the reality is you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because everybody is valuable, and we have to come to that conclusion. And if you have somebody that you know in your life who doesn't believe that, um, share this with them because we got to get this because we're all part of one giant puzzle that will come together to form a great picture. All right. Till next time.